Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Making Sense of It All with Jesse Stakes. My guest this week is certified public accountant Rachel Siegel. Rachel is the founder and owner of Go Figure Accounting. They are a small specialized firm that serves those that serve us nationwide. Rachel and her team operate under the profit first model. And if you're thinking, well that makes sense if you're a business owner, agreed. But how many of us actually do it? Profit First is a cash management technique that was developed by Mike Michalowicz that treats profit as part of your budget rather than the lucky leftovers. Using intuitive methods that work with human behavior, people develop money-saving habits that actually stick. Rachel and her team are certified in this, and they pride themselves on providing quality counsel and advice for their clients. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Rachel Siegel. Let's jump right into it. So before we go anywhere else with this, Rachel, tell my audience a little bit about Go Figure Accounting and, and what you guys do. Go Figure Accounting is a small CPA firm, and we do all facets of bookkeeping and accounting through tax preparation, tax planning, business consulting, and cash flow management. So not to throw out phrases or anything, but really small has become the new big. You guys are not just you know, you guys are not just a small firm. You guys handle clients all over the United States. Am I correct? Yes, we handle clients nationally and it varies between the sole owner, small firm up to a company that has 50 plus employees and does millions of dollars of business. Very good. I want to I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. But for, first, I'd love to talk a little bit about you and understand how you got here. So, Rachel, could you, you tell me a little bit about why you chose to be in accounting? Well, I didn't choose accounting first, so I won't <laughs> on that. I actually went to college to be a teacher. Okay. Uh, and I I get that a lot. Just so you know, like there are there are so many people that come on my show that that is their answer. They said, I went to go be a teacher. And again, didn't mean to, I, I apologize for cutting you off there, but it, but it really is like an overarching theme with so many professionals. I, I think being a teacher, you could do so many different things with. And when you're going into college, you go, well, you get the summers off. That doesn't sound bad. Right. Um, but I taught for the first summer. And when I did that, I decided if I was going to be a teacher, I would not have kids. Because you have too many kids <laughs> all day long. Um, I had taken accounting in school, and my grandfather and my father had always owned businesses. Okay. And I actually used to sit on my grandfather's lap when he did the books with the nice. big tan crank machine to write out the checks and everything. So it was something I was interested in was business, and I did very well in my accounting classes. They came very naturally to me. So since I wasn't going into teaching, I said, I'll be an accountant. <laughs> so that's how it happened. Very cool. And so where did you start? What, what, what part of the country were you in when, when you first kind of came out of college? I went to college at Simmons University, which is an okay. all women's undergrad college. Or It was a college back then. It's a university now. And 
I was up in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, okay. I actually worked full time before graduating for Children's Hospital in their patient accounting department. Very cool. What I found there was I like to solve problems. I was not the person who would just do a job and blindly do the job. I actually looked at what I did. Um, and I was able to find a situation while working there that no one else had noticed. And I was able to get it fixed, which enabled them to get more revenue into the hospital, which was very I'm cool sure. as an entry level person. <laughs> no doubt. And I'm sure it made you very excited about your job or you, you, it creates a purpose. You see, you see why you do what you do when that, when things like that happen. Exactly. Exactly. And from there, I actually moved down to Georgia and I was working at the step company. Okay. Which was, so for those who, for those who don't know what the step company is, can you share with my audience what that is? The step company makes the step for step aerobics. Very Back cool. in the day, they actually made it. And at lunchtime, they would have step classes. <laughs> Great company to work for. Very energetic. It'd make you feel really guilty if you went and had fast food for lunch, right? <laughs> Yeah, they did. They tried to keep things healthy and all natural. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do for them when you when you worked at the step company? Were you staff accountant? Were you there? Were I you, was a staff accountant? accountant there and worked there for a few years. And then I went to work for a hotel management company as their accountant. Okay. Um, what I kept finding was once I solved problems, I'm bored. I don't want to go to work and do the same thing every day. Sure. So I then decided I would try public accounting. Okay. So I went for a sole proprietor and was her only staff member and learned a lot and realized every day was a new day. You never knew what you were going to step into. And that kept me entertained for lack of a better word. It kept right. my interest. And so I realized public accounting was where I needed to be. So I think a lot of people don't realize the difference between being in accounting and being a true CPA. So can, for my audience, can you tell them what, what the difference is between, I mean, granted, I think it's a little bit obvious when you're just talking about being in the profession of accounting, but when you choose to be a public accountant, what does that mean? What, what is the change there? So in private accounting, you're working for one company doing one job mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's one piece of one job. So you might just enter the bills into the system and never see the rest of the flow of the company and how the company is doing. Right. And you might just run payroll. In public accounting, typically you wear all the hats and I'm working on multiple clients on multiple days. So I might be doing something and analyzing a whole company's flow from entering the bills all the way through the end result of do they have profit and where they're getting the information and where they're getting their supplies and how are they doing it? So it's basically teaming up with the business owner to help them succeed. Right. And you truly do become a coach. You become a trusted resource when you do that because they're looking to you of how, you know, how can I, how can I run my business more effectively, more efficiently so that I can make more in the, at the end of the day, that more comes into my pocket rather than going out to expenses into the government per se. Yeah. And that's the goal. The goal for us is to team with our clients. We are super good at the big picture and vision. 
So in order to get them to where they want to be on their goals, we set a path. And then how fast they get there is up to them. But we team with them so we can help them during that journey. And we'll do as much or as little as they want. But the more involved we are, we have seen the faster and better successes that our clients have had. Well, and I got to imagine that your breadth of experience as far as working for service providers, working for a manufacturer, working in the service business, you've got to have a tremendous amount of just just industrial knowledge when it comes to the different the different types of clients that you work for, just because you've had that real world experience on top of it as far as being out there in those industries and working from an accounting perspective in their businesses. Yes, and that definitely sets us apart because since I have lived and breathed the problem areas, I understand them when their clients are telling me they're having an issue. Whereas if I went straight into public accounting, I wouldn't have had that knowledge or that pain. So I wouldn't have the experience that helps me obtain the goals. Yeah, and it it just, the, the empathy level is so much greater than if you're just someone who went to school you became a CPA out of school. You started doing people's books at a at a firm, and then you kind of graduated through to becoming a partner. I think it's just a, a lot different uh, path. It's not it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make what they do, you know, a bad service. But it absolutely makes the 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 relationship that you're going to have with your clients. You just have that you you've walked a mile in their shoes. Absolutely, and ultimately, for me, I want to help people. And that's just my personality. And that's how we run our firm. So sure. this helps me help them. Yes. You know, I always say, you know, I, I couldn't be a doctor with all the guts and everything. So this <laughs> is my way to help people. Very cool. So that kind of brings me to, you know, you have your business is Go Figure Accounting. Where along your journey did you did you decide to hang your own shingle and start Go Figure Accounting? Well, six years ago. I was a partner in a different firm and we decided that the other partner and I were just not on the same path anymore. Okay. Uh, It was very good for a very long time and I wanted to expand and I wanted to go to flat rate billing for everyone. And I wanted to concentrate on just helping people uh, versus billing every six minutes and doing all the things that typical accountants will do. Right. I wanted my employees to be treated a certain way and really make it a firm that I would have wanted to work in when I was younger. And our paths were different. So we just decided to split. Um, It was very amicable. And I started Go Figure. And we're here six years later doing very well and very blessed. And we do flat rate billing, which is another thing that we do differently from a lot of accountants and CPAs. We do that. So again, we're not concentrating on getting that billable moment every time our client interacts with us. We're concentrating on helping our clients. No doubt. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I'm sure there's a lot of business owners that are listening that understand that they get billed by the hour by by their CPAs typically. You guys do flat rate billing, as you said. So people can, they, it's a budgetable expense. They understand how much they're paying for, for your service. Does it come with a limited amount of service, like a certain amount of service that they get for that flat rate? Or is it one of those things to where when they're a client, they're a client and it's, you just are, you just are making it very simple for them. So they do tell me what they want us to do. 
So okay. once we know a, a client is a fit, we talk about all the different things we can do. And we, we talk extensively about their business. And then we, they will tell me what they want us to do. Because again, we can do all of it. We can do some of it. We can do just pieces of it. Sure. So they'll tell me what they want me to do. And then based on that, we'll give them the flat rate quote. The wonderful thing about it is I've had situations where the bookkeeper, if they're doing it in-house and not with us, will go on an extended vacation. They're like, I need you for two weeks. Right. No problem. We'll step in for two weeks. We're working with you every day. This is not a problem for us. And we can help them through those types of situations. Or if their bookkeeper decides to leave, they can turn around and say to us, you know what? I'd like you just to take it over and move forward. And right. no problem. We'll add it to the proposal and we'll move forward. Very cool. You know, it's we live in an app-based world. So I think people have gotten used to, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, $9.99 per month or $15.99 per month. They've just got, everyone's gotten used to paying for things on an expected cost. So I think that that probably makes it feel very familiar to people in 2023 to be able to see an expected rate that they're going to pay for services as well. Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that we can separate it out. So tax planning, a lot of times they get an extra bill. The tax return, they get an extra bill. So they're constantly sure. getting these bills and then they're going, okay, how do I pay for them? Our flat rates taken over the period of time. And with our larger clients, we actually do it on a weekly basis, not a monthly. So it's never a big amount that they have to worry about coming out. Right. And everything's already wrapped in. So unless something very unusual happens, like an IRS audit or something, they never get another bill. I want them to call me and we'll schedule into it a certain amount of meetings a year. But if they mm -hmm. need more meetings, I don't care. I right. just want to help them. We do it based on what we think it is. Now, if they've gone two or three years and they've needed extra meetings for two or three years, We'll talk to them about increasing the proposal after that because it's clearly the new norm. Sure. Well, and I got to imagine just kind of kind of flipping that that around as well from a business model for a CPA firm. It's good for you guys too because it evens out your revenue throughout the year. It makes things predictable so that you probably are able to staff accordingly, and you're able to you're able to make sure that you have an idea of you know what revenue is going to look like through 12 months instead of quarterly or through just kind of the busier seasons like a typical CPA firm would or they used to at least. Yes, and it enables me to give better benefits to my employees and treat them no better. Doubt. And they're happier, so they're treating the clients better. And it's just a win-win all the way around. No doubt. Well, and that's I gotta I gotta say that's the 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 commercial lender in me. Sometimes I look at things from the from like how does that how does it benefit you guys as well? So that's that's very cool. Tell me about the types of clients that you guys like to service as far as what types of businesses do you typically work with? So we typically work with service-based businesses. Um, if I get a client that comes in that's not our typical, you know, we wish they were all like this client, I will still meet with them because if I don't think we're a good fit, I typically know somebody who they'll be a great fit with. And again, it's all about helping people. No but doubt. We specialize in service-based businesses, whether that's the plumber, the doctor, the attorney, the chiropractor, doesn't matter. Um, but what we don't do very well because we don't do it often enough is a lot of inventory turnover, 
Um, my ex-partner did a lot of restaurants, but okay. that's not something that we specialize in. So, you know, we do an awful lot of service providers. I'd like to basically call them licensed professionals, real estate agents. Yes. You know, everybody is in a career. So that kind of leads me to my next thing that I wanted to talk about is you guys utilize a system called Profit First, correct? Yes, we are mastery certified and utilize it. And so can you tell my audience a little bit about that? I know that there's I know that that's its own conversation, but can you if if somebody has never heard of Profit First before, how would you describe it to them? Profit First is a book by Mike Michalowicz and it's a cash flow management system that teaches the business owner how to utilize good habits in order to create wealth. And it works. And I tell people this all the time, even if I'm not your accountant, go read the book, utilize yes. it. I did it myself and I don't recommend things I'm not willing to try myself. And when I did it after year one, my net profit, net, not gross, went up 187%. That's amazing. Yeah, it's truly life-changing. And I see it every day with my clients. I see it with us. There, It's a simple method and people tend to poo-poo it because it's so simple, but it works. And sure. when you stick to it, you can create amazing things within your life and your business. Well, I mean, most people, like whether they're professional athletes or if they're people who do things professionally, whatever it is, people always say that the easiest things to follow, the best things to follow are the simplest. Yes, but those are usually the things that people don't do. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> it's like running in the morning or it's like eating right. Everyone, it's, it's easy to say, hard to do, right? <laughs> right. Well, if they tell you give up alcohol, typically the average person will not give up alcohol for a period of time. Right. Well, and if somebody tells you, sometimes I think when people, especially when they, when they, like when they phrase it in a way that they're saying, give up something, or you can't do this anymore, it immediately makes you feel like somebody's trying to take something from you. So I think sometimes it's, it's, it's all in how it's phrased or it's all in how, from a psychological perspective, we see things. Exactly. And in Profit First, we talk about small plates. It's not about not having food and it's not about not eating whatever you want. It's about the fact that you're going to be just as full filling that small plate as you were in filling the big plate. And no you'll have a lot left over if you eat off the small plate. No doubt. Rachel, what do you see as the greatest challenge right now that's kind of for business owners in 2023 and beyond? What do you see right now that you think is there is kind of that that wall that they have to climb over, if you will, or that, you know, again, the the just the biggest challenge facing them today? Staffing. Bridging the gap between what the employees want and the businesses need. There's got to be a happy medium and businesses have to be a little more flexible and the employees have to still be willing to put that company first during company time. Sure. Well, and I, I, I it's interesting in professional, professional based services such as yours, like a, like a professional accountant, I've seen it with attorneys to where, uh, some of my attorneys have said that they have started to actually contract 1099 folks to do some of their work, to write some of their briefs or whatever that whatever they need as far as from a from a um, from a professional services standpoint. A lot of people have have been working on a contract basis. Are you seeing that? Are you still wanting to be able to have somebody join your team and be a W two employee? So we see that in 
the bookkeeping work. Okay. Uh, however, we're still looking for actual employees. And I do have two that work remotely, but the rest of the office is in the office. Um, with what we do and how we interact with the clients and we're constantly working as a team, mm -hmm. I do find it easier for the bulk of the staff to be in the office. And right. we're in general in our clients every day and we're talking with them and they're texting with us and we're getting them answers and we're making that analysis on a daily hourly basis. Sure. So as a contract person, I don't feel comfortable with that. But in terms of, you know, doing the bookkeeping and those type of tasks, absolutely, we can do that. And we see mm -hmm. it and we do do it. Well, and you guys handle service-based business, as you said. So, I mean, I think it's service-based businesses, it's very difficult to outsource that and trust that you're going to have the same level of service that you would expect your clients to get from somebody who's not a member of your team. Absolutely. And it's all about the training. And it's a lot harder to train someone on a service-based business if they're not with you. No doubt. No doubt. So do, do you find that that people are like, as they're navigating this right now, do you find that people are falling into kind of the co same common mistakes? Do you feel like that there's just this, the, the it's the, for a lack of a better way of saying it, do you feel like that there's an answer to this problem that everybody's missing? Or do you feel like it's just a very difficult problem to solve right now? I think it's a difficult problem to solve because I think personalities are part of it. And in order to do that, you may have to shift a little bit or give on your personality. You know, a type A control freak can't run a multi-level business by themselves. They mm -hmm. have to learn how to delegate. And this is no different from that. They have to learn, okay, this is the main thing that the employees where they're working find most important. So let me figure out a way to give them that so that they can give me what I need to run my business and service my clients. Now, do you find that your that your clients, if you give them that advice, do you find that they listen or do you feel like you need a psychologist on staff to also help out? <laughs> um, most of my clients will listen. I okay. find the clients that have been with me longer listen much faster. Sometimes, yes. you know, it takes a little while while you're building that trust, even if you're doing the regular work. But the ones that really want it, they find a lot of value. And the moment they jump on it, they see within 30 days, a whole different perspective. Got it. <clears throat> So, Rachel, before we wrap up, if if any of my audience is, is enjoyed this conversation and they would like to meet you, they'd like to learn more about potentially doing business with you, what's the best way that they get in touch with you or, or find you? If they go to our website, gofigureaccounting.net, they can book an appointment with me right from the website. And I'd be happy to have any conversations they'd like. Very good. Rachel, I want to thank you very much for joining me today. Um, I can't wait to talk to you in more detail about Profit First. I think that that is one of those things that we that deserves its its own episode, its own podcast. So I hope that you will join me for that at a later date. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Rachel will definitely join me again to do a deeper dive into Profit First and why she's such a strong believer in this system. I feel like systems get a strong reaction from people. They either embrace them or they bristle to them. 
Personally, I think that when you can provide someone a method for doing anything better than they do it currently, it's worth investigating and it's worth learning more about. That's what we're going to do next time that we sit down with Rachel. I'm intrigued and I'd like to know more. Would it benefit me? Would it benefit customers of mine? Who does it benefit most? How do I use it? All of those questions we'll answer next time when we speak with Rachel. But for now, I'm getting the countdown from my producer. So that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you guys next time.